I'm going to draw your attention again today to some verses found in Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51 and reading together from verse number 1. It is here the word of God. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abram your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, O my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation. For a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation is gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people, and the isles shall wait upon me, and on mine arm shall they trust. Amen. We'll end our reading there. And we know God will bless the reading of the word to every heart. Just join with me for a moment's prayer as we come to this portion. Almighty God and Father in heaven, in the holy name of Jesus Christ our Lord, and by the merits of his blood, we come again before the throne of grace and mercy. We thank thee for the value of the atonement. Thank thee for the merits of the Lamb for sinners slain. We come into thy presence by that new and living way, by the blood of Jesus, that way that Christ has opened for us through the veil, which is to say his flesh. Thank thee today we have a great high priest over the house of God. Thank thee, O God, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And we come and we worship thee in the holy trinity of thy sacred persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we pray, O God, that as we listen to this broadcast, that thou would draw near, and that thou would answer prayer. It bless the truths to your heart. Write them upon honour all our souls. And, O God, we pray today that through the word uh, we will be more conformed to the image of Christ. Come, O God, and be with us today. Forgive our sins for their many, sins of omission and sins of commission. Cleanse us afresh in the Redeemer's blood. And write your word now on every heart, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you know, I am sitting in my study in Northern Ireland uh, through this coronavirus. And it's a privilege by this means to seek to bring a message uh, even to the people of Orlando and to get it on to Sermon Audio where you will be able to listen to it. So turning back to Isaiah 51... Uh, where we have read tonight. Last week in our study, we looked at Isaiah 51 and verse 1 and 2. And we thought about Abraham, how the Lord had brought him from a land of idolatry and blessed him. We noted that in Genesis 12, the Lord gave Abraham a promise of a sevenfold blessing. Now, don't turn to it. I'll just remind you what that sevenfold blessing was. Genesis 12, verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Genesis 12 verse 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And of course Abraham went through with God, as we all know, God blessed Abraham mightily. 
And there are wonderful lessons to be learned as one would study Abraham and his life. However, it is to verse 3 that I just want to draw your attention today for a couple of minutes. Verse 3 of Isaiah 51, which says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. And I want to just take that text very briefly, and I want to look at it and speak on a message that I've entitled, The Blessing of God in View. The Blessing of God in View. And the first thing I want to show you from Isaiah 51 verse 3 is, The Blessing Expected. The Blessing Expected. Verse 3 says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, he will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord, joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Now when the Lord said that through Isaiah, remember that Isaiah had used the reminder of what happened to Abram, how God called Abram alone and blessed him. They were reminded, look unto the rock from whence you were hewn, that idolatry out of the ur of the Chaldees out of which Abram was taken, and the hole of the pit out of which you were digged. The word for, at the beginning of verse number three, is telling them that as the Lord had blessed Abram, so he would bless them. Now you can imagine these people, this news coming to them. They would have known Abram, they would have known his life, how God had blessed him mightily. And now God has used Abram and given them this example to give them a sense of expectancy that what the Lord had done for Abram, he was going to do for them. That sometimes in scripture, the Lord does that. He uses the example of others to encourage present day believers. You think of that situation in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. It was that time when Joshua was taking over from Moses. And we read there in verse number 5, As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. As the Lord had guided and led Moses, so the Lord was going to guide and lead Joshua. It was a marvellous promise. Think of how Joshua must have felt, taking over from Moses. Who on earth could replace Moses? But whenever the Lord said to Joshua, As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, the Lord was telling Joshua, It wasn't that Moses was great on his own. He was great because I was with him. That's what made Moses great. And the Lord said to Joshua, I'm going to be with you the same as I was with Moses. It was a marvelous promise and therefore it gave Joshua a sense of expectancy that God would be with them. And though there would be battles as there were in Moses' day, yet Joshua would be, or God would be with Joshua through his battles also. A marvelous promise. Or what about that time uh, in the early church? The beginning of the book of Acts. And Christ had told the church to wait and expect the blessing of the promised Holy Ghost. They were to tarry in Jerusalem. But they would receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon them. Again, the thought is a time when God had promised blessing and they were to wait for it and they were to expect it. The Lord gives both these situations. He gives them his word. Look, this is what's going to happen. To Joshua, I'm going to be with you as I was with Moses. To the church in Acts, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
And that verse 3 here of Isaiah 51, the Lord shall comfort Zion and comfort her waste places. And therefore the blessing was with expectancy. The blessing also, secondly, was described. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. The word comfort, here it's the same word as is used in Isaiah 40, where we read in the first two verses, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her, that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she have received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The comfort was the comfort that comes when iniquity is forgiven. It's the comfort filling a pardoned heart. And maybe I speak to one today and you have failed the Lord recently. And here's a word for you, brother, sister. You have failed the Lord, but you've been penitent. You've returned unto him. You've confessed your sin. And the Lord says, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. There's the double emphasis, comfort ye, comfort ye, at the beginning of Isaiah 40. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, the Lord says. Cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. The Lord wants to assure them that their sin is pardoned. And that's the same word as is used here in Isaiah 51 when the Lord says, the Lord shall comfort Zion. He goes on to say, the waste places will be comforted. He'll make the wilderness like Eden, like paradise again. And the desert like the garden of the Lord. It's all in Isaiah 51 verse 3. There's this, this blessing described. It's marked by a comfort. It's also marked by a contrast. Or you think on it like this, the contrast. When you see in verse 3 terms like waste places, wilderness, desert, remind yourself of this. There was no wilderness at creation. Barrenness came in with the fall, came with the entrance of sin into the world. And what the Lord is describing in this contrast is a reversal of the seen effects of the fall. Seen in those words in verse 3, wilderness to become Eden, waste places comforted, desert to become garden of the Lord. But people, as we think about this, what is it that reverses sin. What is it that reverses the effects of the fall? It was the work of Christ. And it's as the church preaches Christ and preaches his gospel and sets forth Christ as the great redeemer of the sinner, sets forth Christ as the second Adam who did all that the first Adam didn't do and undid all that he did do. It's as Christ has preached and the Holy Ghost takes the word and applies it to the heart of the sinner. That the hearts of men that are full of sin and wickedness and are like wildernesses and like deserts and like barren places, waste places, that they become like Eden, that they become like the garden of the Lord. The grace of God. And let me remind everyone that's listening, there is no power in sin that the blood of Christ can't break. There is no power in sin that the grace of God can't subdue. Think of our Lord in his earthly ministry. When he went about doing good and healing all oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Think of those gospel historical records. He gave sight to the blind, Matthew 20. He healed the sick, the leper, Mark 1. He gave hearing to the deaf, Mark 7. 
He gave speech to the dumb, Mark 7 also. He raised the dead to life again. In Luke 7, we have the widow of Nain's son. And then, of course, in John 11, we have Lazarus. But think on it like this. What a great contrast was seen. But think on it in this manner, thinking about leprosy, deafness, blindness, dumbness, death. Where did it all come from? Again, it came from the fall. In the creation, it was all very good. There was no leprosy, deafness, blindness, dumbness, death. And when the Lord healed these people, he was reversing it. He was reversing the effects of the fall. But the miracle of reversing it was not an end in itself. It was teaching a spiritual truth that those who are spiritual, spiritually blind receive their sight to see the glories of Christ and the gospel, that those who are spiritually deaf are given ears to hear the word of God, that those who are spiritually dead can only be raised to newness of life by the word of God. Think of it as we see it in Luke 7. Think about what happened in Luke 7. If you want to turn there, Luke 7. Luke 7. There's a funeral process coming down the procession, coming down the road. Christ comes to it. He touches the coffin. He stops the death march. Our Lord goes to the great enemy of death and he stops it. But then he says this, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up. The young man was raised by the power of the word of God. He was brought from death to life. Or John 11 at the grave of Lazarus. When Christ stood at the grave and said, Lazarus, come forth. Again, the word of God's heard, the, the voice of Christ. Now we need to understand the Lord could have raised them by his own power. He could just have willed it. But we are being taught as Christ taught in everything he did in his earthly ministry. We're being shown that the spiritually dead are raised by the power of the word of God. They're raised by the preaching of the word. As the Holy Ghost takes that word and applies it and renews the will of the sinner and convicts them of sin and leads them to faith in Jesus' blood. The great contrast. The comfort that will come. There's a contrast here. There's also a great Consolation. Go to Isaiah 55 a moment. Isaiah 55. And there we read in Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And then verse 13 of Isaiah 55. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Again the Lord in these two verses in Isaiah 55. Is speaking about his word going forth. The word out of his mouth. And it will accomplish that which God pleases. And it will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Dear people, let your confidence be in the word of God. In the preaching of that gospel. Because God has told us it will produce that which it was meant to produce. It will prosper where God sends it. 
And the result will be seen in verse number 13 of Isaiah 55. Again, similar language to Isaiah 51. But verse 13, again, we see the contrast. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. The thorn, the briar, all that come in with the fall. But all reversed as God's word goes forth. As that which is breathed by God. As, as the word of God is preached. Oh dear people see it. The blessing expected. The blessing described. But go back with it, Isaiah 51 as I close. Because the blessing of God. Upon the church. And upon his people is certain. Look at verse 3. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. That's the message that every backslider needs to hear. One whose heart used to give forth those great fruits of the Spirit. But maybe it's become like a wilderness now. And what the Lord's saying to that individual is, I'll make it again like the garden of the Lord. I'll make it again like the garden of the Lord. I'll bless it again. See, the blessing of God upon the church, upon his people, it's certain. It's certain because it has been purchased by the blood of Christ, dear people. It's certain because God blesses his church, takes it forward by his own power, by his own blessing. You think of times in history. You think of Acts chapter 2. Where the Holy Ghost was poured out. And Peter reminds them. This is what was spoken of. By the prophet Joel. But let me say this dear people. The outpouring of the spirit. On the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. It was not a once and for all outpouring. It, it wasn't exhausted there. There have been many outpourings of the spirit ever since. And therefore. We are assured here. And led by the Lord. To see what we need to pray for. We need to pray for the blessing of God. We need to pray that we will see the effects of sin in men and women's lives and families reversed as the word of God comes with power, as the spirit of God takes that truth and sinners find in Christ all they need. They're brought from darkness into light and from the power of sin and Satan unto God. Oh, pray over the word as it goes forth in these days. I know we're in a, a vi this coronavirus. Churches are closed, but dear people, the word of God is not bound. Pray for it as it goes forth on, on radio broadcast, on web and internet, on Facebook, whatever other means our churches are using. Pray that the word of God will go forth because the word of God is not bound. The blessings expected, the blessings described. Finally, the blessings result. The end of Isaiah 51 verse 3. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Joy. Gladness. Thanksgiving. All seen. All heard. When the effects of sin are reversed. The voice of melody. The song of the soul set free. David said in Psalm 40. He put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Oh, I say today, 
Is there a home in Orlando needing joy and gladness to return? May God grant it today. Is there a heart with no joy? O oh dear believer, may God grant it to you. May God visit us. As the word is preached. As the truth is set before the nation. May we see in these latter days of time. Waste places being comforted. The wilderness like Eden. The desert like the garden of the Lord. Christ going forth in the chariot of his word. Trampling down the powers of darkness. Going forth. Bringing people out of darkness into light. Bringing great comfort to the church. Oh, pray in these days, dear people. Pray for the going forth of truth. Pray for the Holy Ghost. Pray that the Holy Ghost will take the truth and apply it. And that the church will be comforted. There'll be great consolations and great conversions. As many are brought from darkness into light. Maybe I speak to one. You've fallen away, you've grown cold. Oh, my friend, come again to your first love. Maybe I speak to one and you're not saved. Dear friend, come to Christ. Know the greatest blessing that there ever was. The blessing of God and sins forgiven. And peace with God through the blood of the cross. I tell you, there's no blessing like it. Come to Christ today, sinner. Dear believer, pray on. Pray the word of course, the word of God will have free course and be glorified. And may God write these few thoughts upon every heart. Father, take your word, write it upon every soul. How we thank thee, O God, for the work of Christ at the cross. How we thank thee, Lord, for the utter defeat of Satan and all the powers of darkness. How we thank thee for captivity being led captive. How we thank thee for the great spoils of that battle that Christ pours upon his church. And we pray, O oh God, that in these days the church will go forward in the victory of the cross and the, and the going forth enjoying the blessing of heaven. Lord, bless all our congregations as the word is preached over the airwaves. Use it, we pray, and glorify Christ. May his name be exalted. We ask in Jesus' name, and spread your covering wings abroad, till all our wandering cease, and at our Father's blessed abode, may all our souls arrive in peace, and may grace, mercy, and peace from God and Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, be with all redeemed by blood, this day and for evermore. Amen.